<laughs> Hello. Hi, everybody. I'm glad to be here tonight. This is AU4H Radio Real Talk, and I'm Laurieann Smith. That's <laughs> Lee Roberts and Donna Shear. And uh, we're glad to be here tonight. We want you to be comfortable. We're all best friends. And we're advocates um, out here just trying to make a difference and trying to help people. People help people like Donna said. And, you know, just trying to be a good neighbor and, and uh, look out for people, look out for children, look out for the vulnerable. And so uh, we're glad to be here tonight. This is really our uh, the third Wednesday of the month. We kind of figured we'll do Wellness Wednesday, but we, that may change. We may do it the last Wednesday of the month. So, But tonight we're going to kind of talk about Wellness Wednesday, which could incorporate any number of things. Um, so that's sort of our, that's what we're looking at here tonight. And I, I know Donna wanted to talk about some comments that had come in, some very nice comments actually. And yeah. we appreciate all the comments because we like the feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. Lori, we had some amazing comments. Um, if you don't mind, I'll share a few. Um, love you here in Calgary, Canadian Joe, Canada. Keep talking, ladies. Sammy from Seattle. <laughs> um, great rule models. Annie from Kansas. What are you typing, Donna? Jane's from Johnstown. Um, three beautiful women. Critics be gone. Violet, Boston. Um, real talk, real women. Glenda, Georgia. Lovely Lori, the truth be told, Canada. Oh. <laughs> um, that's, I thought that was sweet. Um, love having awesome. the stats and resources in the comment sections. Um, will you be posting our comments as well? Kim Macomb County, Michigan. Uh, will you do a segment each week on comments? Carl, Kansas. And um, love the comment portion of the show. Do, the, do it at each week, please. Responses from Rockville. And I married an older man too, Lee, looking for love in all the wrong places, but I can relate, rainy Ohio. And keep rocking, girls. <laughs> <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> That's awesome. Keep rocking. Very, the comments, very, very the comments were absolutely amazing. Um, I think last week we each got a lot off of our chests. <laughs> um, I know I did. I, I did too. <laughs> so it was, it was not, it was nice. It was nice to kindly vent, <laughs> you know, without being rude, just getting the point across, but it's plain to see that people really like what we're doing. They're tuning in and they're liking the new ripped up script. And I am as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. This is a, this is a better format because this is kind of what we wanted in the first place. We just weren't quite sure how to go about how to go about. It. <laughs> so this is just one one thing before we, we get started. We had quite a few people um, ask what I was typing, and each week mm -hmm. during the show, you let people know that Lee is deaf and she's part of the hard of hearing community. Um, so that is what we're typing when we're typing a lot. We probably had fifty different comments asking what I was typing, what I was doing. <laughs> um, what I was doing was typing in a private chat so that Lee could see what the conversation was, what the topic was on so that she could kind of add her two cents. But I really, I love the fact that you share each week, you know, letting people know that she is part of the deaf and the HOH community, because I think it's very important that people know, you know, like how hard it is for her to be here, but she still, she does everything in her power to be part of the team. 
That's right. And we wanted to make sure that we could find a way to include her. That's basically that's kind of one of the reasons why we decided to do video instead of audio. Because yes. we used to do blog talk radio. And we just felt that would be way too hard to try to do. Um, this format just seemed to work a lot better. So we put a lot of thought into this before we started doing this. Because we wanted Lee Roberts to be a part of it. Lee, Lee is, you know, part of the backbone, really, along with Donna Shear, of AU4H, Advocacy United for Humanity. And she's been working for years. Um, you know, she should be included in this. And just because she's yeah. part of the deaf community doesn't mean we need to leave her out. Um, no. Donna and we I do sign some. <laughs> we some signs, we but so we, much, though. <laughs> yeah, we haven't quite converse every word to her. So therefore, you know, we can't interpret as we're, as we're talking. Um, so we type everything. Like when Donna's speaking, I type everything that Donna's saying pretty much to Lee so that Lee knows what Donna's saying. And then that way, if she wants to respond, um, and, you know, something she wants to add, then she can go ahead and add it, right? And then when I'm speaking, Donna does the same thing for me. That's why you see us both typing. We're both typing to Lee. Lee is reading. That's why she kind of looks like she's, you know, <laughs> you know, kind of checking out the screen. It's because she's actually reading what we're typing. She can't hear. Uh, she's deaf, right? So um, it's a wonderful way that we can all do this together. And so we appreciate everybody. Yeah, and I mean, and we do appreciate everybody's patience, um, you know, because it is, it is, it kind of slows it up a little bit, and you know, because we have to make sure that Lee understands what we're saying, you know, at all times, because otherwise she really can't be part of it. So, um, you know, it is, it does take a little longer to do that, but um, it's wonderful. I'm glad that we can still all three be together. Advocate sisters going strong. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know. Like I said, we're a little older, but we're also a little wiser. And, um, you know, we've learned a lot over the years and we've learned a lot about our own strengths as well as a lot more about how to get involved and help people um, to really make a difference. And that's just what we're going to keep doing. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is great. I like the comments. I, I appreciate feedback myself. Um, Me too. It's nice to kind of hear what people are thinking. You know, it's it's kind of nice to hear what people's thinking about the show, you know, and, and what parts they like, what parts they dislike. I, yeah. I just thought it was kind of funny. Like so many people had asked, you know, who are you typing? What are you typing? What are you doing? <laughs> you it know, it looks like you're typing. What are you typing? Yeah. yeah. Some people thought I was on my phone. Some people thought, and, and it's like, no, <laughs> you know, it's part, it's part, it's like a little chat box and that's how we keep in touch with Lee. You know, it's part of the program. <laughs> But I mean, they picked up on it, so. <laughs> That's right. See if Lee has anything to say about the comments. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I do. Um, one first comment about, um, we got multiple comments um, and questions and asked about, you know, what were what were you typing, Donna? And asked about Lori typing and where's the chat. Um, they're typing to me in a private chat box to let me know, um, you know, what they're talking about. You know, if we talk about what we're going to bring to the show and some things we're going to discuss, but that helps me by them typing in this little private chat box. That helps me um, kind of stay in the loop because I am deaf and um, it's 
a lot of people, a lot of hearing people will think that, oh, you can, you're deaf, you can lip read, right? And like, even those who are born deaf, maybe get about 30%. Lip reading is really difficult and, and it's exhausting, <laughs> absolutely exhausting to try to do. So they're just kind of keeping me in the loop of things here. It helps me out. And there were also a couple of commenters who asked about um, sign language and Yes, they are slowly learning, um, slowly. <laughs> We're having less regular lessons, um, so, but it's very slow. It's very slow, yes, yes. But that's important and that's okay. Slow is good. It's good. Um, what's important is, is you know, getting, getting it right, understanding the signs and it, it's a very visual language. But, facial expressions, body language, and it's an incredible, incredible community that I'm a part of. And um, I'm, I'm glad to be able to share that with my two best friends and sisters, you know, so it's pretty wonderful. Um, we're not going to be doing a lot of signing on the show or anything right now, but we may share a little bit in the future as, as we get um, better in the classes. So, so we're just starting out. But um, we used to we, we we've all done shows before on Blog Talk Radio, um, but that was when I had a bit more hearing and I wore the hearing aids. I had them turned up so at least as high as I could get them without them squealing, smashing you know a pair of headphones on my ears and trying to you know keep up with everybody. There at least you had the chat room. Everybody go back and forth. This is different platform, but I like it a lot better because um, really well talk radio is very difficult. I can't do that anymore and that's okay. Um, so this is just a new and really cool way of reaching people. There's so many comments that we got were just amazing and we appreciate them and um, we thank you for all of them and we just can't get to them all on one show. So we're gonna do this every show and you know grab some comments and um, just keep watching, keep uh, letting us know, give us feedback, and um, we just really appreciate you hanging in there with us and joining the show. And there are a couple of things, you know, we're having a Wednesday, Wednesday check-in, Wednesday wellness check-in, so um, I'll let Lori start that off, um, something she wanted to share first, I believe. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Lee. Yeah. You, you, you. No, that way. It's hard on the video. Okay, left is right, and right is left. There you go. There you go. I know. I keep pointing that. Uh, I keep pointing that. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Uh, uh, it's not easy, folks. It's not. Um, you know, I, I was kind of sitting around thinking about okay, current events. Like, what's going on? Um. Well. With Wellness Wednesday, we, we can cover any number of things with Wellness Wednesday, and we will be. Um, but we kind of want to speak from our hearts about what we know about, you know, um, personally, and, you know, not, not just what we can read off a piece of paper. Like we said, the scripts are gone. So I thought, well, COVID-19 was a huge issue. And, if, you know, it affected us all. It's affecting us all worldwide. And I know people are maybe sick and tired of listening to it, but what I wanted, what I thought would be good would be just to sort of share um, kind of what we, you know, used to kind of get through it in our own personal lives. 
um, you know, with the isolation and with the fear of, you know, what's going to happen, especially when it first happened, like last, early last spring, there was a lot of fear. Uh, people were unsure what was going to happen, even with the government, you know, because governments were shutting down, borders were closing. So people kind of went into a panic and, you know, it was like, what are we going to do? Oh my God, then the schools closed. I mean, this has affected every single one of us. And I thought, you know, there's really, um, we can all speak about this and sort of, I thought it would be good um, to talk about how we got through this, kind of what we used in our toolbox, like tools in our toolbox, uh, what worked for us to get through the isolation, through the fear of, you know, this terrible, you know, issue that's affecting a lot of people and killing a lot of people. Um, and that's what I thought would be good to talk about, just kind of peer, almost peer support, you know, what worked for me, what worked for Donna, what worked for Lee, because so many people are struggling and they still are. And that's the issue because we're all still quite isolated. Um, we will be for some time. Do you, want, do you want me to start, Donna? Go ahead. Oh, well, since I'm talking, I figured maybe let's keep on. I know, I mean, I had a uh, all, all last because I'm by myself. My husband passed away two and a half years ago. And um, I've got no bubble, no family bubble. So, you know, a lot of people have a family bubble. As long as you stay with that bubble, you can still have somebody in your life. <laughs> so, in my personal world, I've got no bubble. Just my cat. She's my bubble. And um, it's just me and the cat. So, it's been that for the whole entire year. And I, I was laid off my job at the end of December 2019. And uh, I was very sick. And then COVID hit right after that. And I was... Uh, I was already sick with uh, skin cancer and all sorts of other health issues going on, high blood pressure, like stroke level blood pressure for the year. And um, COVID-19 hit. So I was trying to make doctor's appointments um, because I needed this stuff addressed. I had already got the ball rolling in December because I was very sick. But things were put off, like, for instance, the cancer removal. And... Um, Look who it is. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hello. He got right on the desk. Sorry. just laying down somewhere. My little you, should just there, like, you should just have him there the whole show. <laughs> he, he was that right was on the very, desk. I'm trying to move. Very, he's under the motion. <laughs> and Lee's got Otis. And oh. I've got little Lori. Yeah, but little Lori, she's doing her own thing right now. But anyway, um, she's busy. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was a rough ride, and I did I have suffered with some depression in the past. Um, as most people know, I'm a child abuse survivor, so I've had bouts of depression in my life, and um, you know, uh, being isolated, I'm kind of used to being isolated. You know, not not having a lot of people around me all the time. But just the whole fact that I couldn't go visit my my friends here in Calgary, and really they're 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 my local uh, safety net. You know what I mean? Like these people, I don't have any family, so I kind of you know they're they're nice friends of mine who will include me in their life. You know, which is very nice. Um, but because of COVID nineteen, that that was even shut down. All of a sudden, I found myself last year, last you know especially when COVID-19 really got going, like March, April, May, those months right there where it was a big panic, governments were shutting down, 
borders were closing, no flights, people were freaking out. Money system, you know, the Wall Street was falling. It was just a, a crash, you know. It was really a, a bizarre time. And for anybody who's isolated, nobody to talk to, that stuff can be really hard on a person. It is. You know, yeah. Like the, you know, fear just taking over. And especially if you're by yourself and don't have anybody to talk to, you don't, you know, what are you going to trust? Like the news sources? Like, you know, it's kind of like, well, I don't know how much facts you're going to get there, right? It's kind of like more fear mongering stuff. So um, what I did mainly, because I've used these tools before with my adult survivor, you know, healing journey stuff, I just um, decided to stay busy because I was just healing from skin cancer removal, which had made me really sick. And I, I actually was very, very ill, lost a lot of hair. Um, it was really, really, really ill, like 200 over 186 blood pressure for the whole year. It was just terrible. And um, I decided to remain calm <laughs> so I wouldn't have a stroke and just relax. And since I couldn't go out, couldn't do anything, couldn't nobody could come in, I decided I better get busy. So I got back into starting to like, just do things that were that I knew would soothe me and sort of take my mind off of the stress and, and you know what was happening around me. And so I decided to just use some of that stuff. So I just took up guitar playing again because I had kind of put that off. I wasn't feeling well for so long. I, I sort of let that go for a little while. So I, I started playing my guitar again. That helped. Um, I reached out to people like support groups. Um, I was actually volunteering with a different group at the time last year and for adult survivors of child abuse. And um, I spent a lot of time um, talking and speaking with other survivors at that time. I really made a big effort and a big push to reach out to other survivors of abuse because so many people who already, they're already suffering because of the trauma of being abused as children. And then to have this on top of that with this COVID-19 thing, just kind of put a lot of them over the edge. And I thought, well, you know, I'll try to be as much of a support as I possibly can. It also helped me to do that. So it was kind of a mutual benefit. It wasn't just me helping somebody else. It was very mm -hmm. beneficial. To so that kind of stuff is what really kind of got me through. Also keeping, I decided I better start keeping a routine because sitting around by myself, you know, there's nobody here to tell me what to do. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I, don't out. I don't have to, you know what I mean? But after about 10, 10 bags pile up and it starts, you know, <clears throat> like somebody's got to take out the trash. It's going to have to be me. Um, it's just this kind of stuff, um, keeping a routine. So what I started to do is just uh, get up in the morning and kind of pretend that I was actually like I was getting ready for work, even though I was just going to sit here all day. <laughs> I was like, I need a routine. I can get back into a routine. You know what I mean? So I started, I started doing that and kind of like, okay, I'll get up just like I'm going to work. You know, I'll get the shower and I'll start. Um, writing a list of things that I need to get done for the day. And if I don't get them all done, I'm not going to be all hard on myself. It's not kind of not one of those situations, but it sort of helped me to get back in the swing because I was sinking into a bit of a depression, kind of like a despair type thing. Like, you know, this, this sucks. And I was sick, like physically sick, which didn't help my mental situation. Right. Um, so I know that this stuff is so hard on people. Basically that's what I did. But in um, November I left now, I left the place I was volunteering with NASCA. And, um, and that's all right, because I had been with them for a while, you know, so it was okay for me to sort of, you know, step away, let somebody else take over. That's all good. And I still love their mission. I always will, you know, because they help adult survivors of child abuse, which I think is wonderful. And, um, but, you know, 
I think what we do is wonderful too, Advocates United for Humanity. So, so I left there and, and Don and Lee were like, kind of saw that I was just floating around again. <laughs> and I was like, if you guys need help, I can try to help, you know, I'm not doing anything right now. And they were like, yeah, come on, come on back. So that really helped. Well, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really, um, it's kind of just looking for what your interests are. Not everybody would want to do what I did. You know what I'm saying? Play guitar and all this other stuff. The issue is it's kind of, you got to find um, what works for you. And, you know, whether it's uh, journaling or writing or, you know, uh, reading or stuff that, you know, from isolated people, especially during the winter, um, it's kind of like whatever works for you, right? Yeah. You know, and you can use that stuff and just keep, a, you know, keep a, a mental list of like, okay, what used to help me in the past, you know? Um, and then and then use it and see if that doesn't help you get through this COVID stuff because we still have a ways to go. Like I was just telling Donna, I said, uh, up here in Canada, I mean, uh, vaccines aren't going to be available probably till the end of the year for regular people. Uh, you know what I mean? So we're still we still have a long way to go. Yeah, and, we do um, in the states. I, as I'm well. still isolated. Yeah, I mean, this is the issue. I've been I've been isolated now since last well last <laughs> December because of my job I got laid off my job it was a seasonal type thing and so I've been at home isolated since I'd say January first let's just say it was actually December twenty second and um, so that is one whole year and almost three months so it's fifteen months of sitting around by myself you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think I could do that <laughs> well my cat my cat's here with me you know what I mean so I'm not completely alone. <laughs> She's actually, you know how pets are. I mean, yeah. she's good. Yeah, pets are she people. Has, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, and you know, it's like Lee with Otis. She's a real source of comfort, and she's really, um, she's got her own routine. She's an older cat, so she's fifteen. She's not like a young kitten. She she just has her routine. She she has certain things she does each part of the day. I know exactly where she's going to go sit wherever you know because I've just watched her for so long. She has a routine, and um, she kind of likes. She's a, she's kind of a loner too. <laughs> she like, she'll come around a little. She's like me. We that's why my, my husband actually named her after me, because uh, when he when he he got he got her and he was he named her after me, which I thought was really cute. But that actually, is she is a lot. <laughs> but she is a lot. Actually, um, I like interaction with people, but I also like my client. I like this. So she she's like that too. She likes her space, but she does uh, come around and 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 you know just give me a lot of love and too. And she's just really sweet. She, she likes to spend time with me too. So I, I that's been a big help to having a pet. And uh, oh yeah, I think pets, pets are one. Pets are wonderful. And they also they force you because you have a pet. It makes you actually take care. You you have to take care of something. Mm -hmm. tell, they tell they say that like for seniors. I mean I'm not, we're we're. I mean, Lee and I are closer to being seniors than you are, Donna. <laughs> but the thing is, you're still younger than us. You'll always be younger than us. But the thing is, is I'm getting closer and closer all the time. <laughs> and I just kind of see stuff on senior stuff. And they always say, um, you know, that seniors, um, it's good for seniors or, or people who are isolated to have a pet. Because it forces you to take care of them. And that makes you feel good. It's, That's true. It's, uh, yeah, it makes you feel good because you're doing, you're, you're looking after this pet. And you're doing a good job. They in return give you that love that, you know, that they, they can't do anything for you, but it's the fact that you know they keep you company, and uh, so that's that's what I've been doing. Yeah. yeah. So it, COVID was kind of hard for me because it was the first time that 
I had had to been away from my children and my grandchildren. And we initially went like three months. We didn't see them. It was the first time that we had not spent a holiday together since my children were born or my grandchildren. So that was really tough on me. Um, I actually went over six months without seeing my parents. And I see my mom a couple times a week. We talk on the phone about every day, you know, and it was really, it was hard not seeing them. Mm-hmm. Um, in Pennsylvania is cold in March <laughs> and April. So I really couldn't get out. But then once the weather broke, I did make time. I did get outside. We live in a very rural area. So it was easy for me to go out and take, a, you know, pictures. And I love the photograph every and anything. Um, so that's basically how I occupied myself over the summer and then pop right back into the winter months. And it's like, sometimes you feel like you can crawl up the wall because like you're so secluded and you're away from everybody. And and that's hard. I mean, that is really hard. Um, I don't really go to the store. I really don't go shopping. I have my things delivered to me that way. I don't have to leave the house. Um, having chronic illnesses um, that adds to it. So I have to be very cautious who I'm around or what I'm around. Um, mm. it, it It's hard. But the biggest thing for me is um, not seeing my babies every day or every week. <laughs> that was that was really the hardest part. Absolutely. Because so. you're that's I mean, that's how most people would feel, you know, because I don't have children or grandchildren. Right? Well, so so for me, it's a, it's a little different, but for pe- for most people, they do have children and grandchildren yeah. and just all of a sudden, you know, not be able to have that. Well, but that that was it. <laughs> you know, like even my parents, I would see them a few times a week and um, my sister and my two nephews and God love them. I said the other day, I'm like my little, my little nephew, he's only four. And I said, he probably doesn't even remember me. And he says, I remember Aww. you, Donna. I love you. <laughs> but he always but he'll he'll always tell my sister you know i miss aunt donna can i go see aunt donna and she'll say oh we'll see her soon and he says you always say that but i'm my biggest thing is i don't want to make anyone else sick and it doesn't take much to make somebody sick i mean if you're in a Mm -hmm. store and someone's there you touch something they touch or they sneeze or cough and let's be honest most people will not wear a mask and that's what really makes it bad i mean i'm one of those people i'm like wear your damn mask you know i mean if you did it it would prevent a lot of people from getting sick but i mean here in our area you get a lot of people that they'll say it's my constitutional right i don't have to wear a mask and it's like I wear a mask out of respect for everybody so that I don't make anybody sick. And I really don't want to get sick. You know, um, the kids here, they were homeschooled pretty much for the last year. They just went back a few weeks ago. Um, but if it continues to rise as the numbers are in Pennsylvania, I see them being back to remote learning in no time. Mm-hmm. You know, and with the variants, cause now there are all these, now there's all these variants. Um, that's not a good thing. <laughs> they do I, have the, I was like, they do have the vaccine available for people in my area, but it's more like if you're elderly or you're in the medical field, that kind of thing. Right. Personally, I'm not so sure about it. You know, like half the people I talk to, they're getting it. The other half, they're not. Personally, um, 
I don't know. It was just, in my opinion, the vaccine was made way too quickly. I don't think they had enough time to properly research it. So mm -hmm. I'm just not, I'm not so sure. <laughs> What's your thoughts on yeah. the vaccine? Well, I agree with everything you just said there. They, they <laughs> haven't had a lot of time to, and, and they even admitted that, you know, they said there really wasn't a trial period to see just how this is going to, what the long-term sort of, if there would be any negative effects from this, they know that they know that there are some, but you know, it's kind of when I first heard about it, I thought there's no way I'm taking that vaccine, absolutely no way, because, and I'll tell you why, because, you know, I've just seen some videos and just what you hear. That's what I'm saying. You don't know whether the news you're hearing is actually real or not. Uh, and and yeah. we, how do we even know that the sources that are saying that they have the real news is real. We really don't. Exactly. We're testing exactly. our bodies exactly. to something that we have no clue what it is. Some people are saying that it's made out of um, part animal, something to do with an animal's DNA or something, or animal's biological fluids or whatever it's made out of. I don't know. You know, yeah. it's, it's, they're mixing it with human stuff. And I think they want to produce chimeras, half humans, half animals. People say that that's a conspiracy theory, but it's, they're doing it right now in labs. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's just real. It's a reality. <laughs> um, they're just doing it in labs right now, whether people like it or not. And um, so I wonder what they're what they've gotten that vaccine. I'm a little bit curious. When I first heard about it, I was like, "There's no way I'm not going to get it." Then I thought no. about it after <clears throat> after several months, and I thought, "I guess you know, it's probably fine." They've already. You know, I've gotten the vaccines before for the flu vaccine, and you never know what was in those either. <laughs> Years ago, I got flu shots yeah. because flu shots were, um, my husband was terminally ill, and they, and I used to work out in the public, and so they were like, your husband's terminally ill, he has no uh, immune system, he has, you know, zero tolerance to anything, because he had his, mm -hmm. he was terminally ill and dying, right? And they were like, because you work in the public, you really need to have a vaccine, a uh, flu shot, you know, every year. So I decided, okay, I'm going to get a flu shot because I, to protect my husband. And um, so that didn't bother me. But now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, what was in that flu shot? <laughs> I'll never know. And uh, they're just shooting people up with whatever they want. Um, years years ago, I worked um, in nursing. Um, and I had to get the, the flu shot every year. I would no more get that flu shot. And within two weeks, I would be so sick for like, 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to always say, I'm never going to get it again. I'm never going to get it again. But I didn't have I'm a choice because when you work in nursing, the facility makes you <laughs> more or less get it whether you want to or not. But um, I don't know. It takes like a year and a half for them to um, create a flu shot. So for them to make a vaccine, it was just like, I'm not so sure about this, guys. You're rushing it. And we don't know all the side effects. Mm -hmm. Um. I actually was talking with someone today that is pregnant and she told me that her doctor told her to get the vaccine. And I said, it has not been tested enough in children for you to know. You don't know what it's going to do to your unborn baby. I said, um, I would hold off. I mean, that, that's just me. I said, you know, maybe get a second opinion. I get a lot of people ask me things because I have a background in nursing and I, I loved nursing. That was, I, before I got into it, I didn't ever think it was something I could do. But once I got into it, I absolutely loved it. I love the people. I mean, your patients, they they look for you to come in. And when they see you, they smile and they light up. And it was just, it was one of the best things ever. But I told her, I said, if I were you, I 
I think I would double think, you know, before getting it because you're carrying a child and you have no idea what that vaccine can do to that child. They can tell you nothing, but what happens if your child's born with birth defects or, you know, a low immune system? You, I wouldn't yeah. put all my eggs in one basket and jump right to it. I would find, I would research on my own and I'd find out the best option for myself. <clears throat> yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's especially if you're in a situation like that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I would get several uh, opinions, you yeah. know, for jumping into it. As many opinions as you can possibly get. Because this is what I'm saying. The news is saying one thing. The news sources, right? Um, yeah. But we, but then there's all these doctors that are saying another thing. And there's, uh, you know, people that work in pharmaceuticals that are saying another thing. Um, there's a lot of scientists and stuff that work in pharmaceuticals that are saying that vaccine is is terrible, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm like, well, they have to know a whole lot more than I do. <laughs> I don't know anything yeah. about yeah. pharmaceutical vaccines. So it's kind of like, you know, well, it's you, scary. You also have to be aware of, you may have a reaction to it. Um, I mm -hmm. actually have a friend that I went to high school with. Um, she's always very outgoing, very, uh, I, she's crazy. <laughs> she likes to have a good time. Nothing slows her down, nothing stops her. Well, a few weeks ago, she had called me and she said she was she was getting the shot. And I told her, I says, well, you know, just be very careful, you know, watch yourself in case you have any signs or symptoms, because they say if you're allergic to shellfish or if you have any allergies, you really should double think about getting it. It's not a good fit. Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh, no, I'm good. I don't have any allergies, this, that and the other. And I said, OK, I says, well, let me know how you do. She called me like two days later and she was in the hospital. Um, she, after she got it, she couldn't breathe. Um, it it kind of really scared, you know, it scared her, but it also scared me because I thought they're giving you something so quickly. They don't know really what long-term effects it can have on you. And there she is never having a problem, very athletic, very outgoing. You know, now she's in the hospital, she can't breathe. And mm. she's, when I talked to her last, she wasn't even sure when she was going to be released. And, and then they were talking to her about getting the second dose. And, I, you know, you know, it's like, I don't think so. But again, <laughs> you know, that's a choice. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> To me, to me I, always, I always think, no, thank you. I'm going to research it. I just don't jump right into anything that I do. And like with her, when they told her, you know, there she is. She just had this horrible reaction. She's still in the hospital and they're saying, oh, we're going to give you your second dose. And it's like, I think I'd double think this just a little bit. <laughs> That's right. What are you trying to do? Kill me? You know, the original reaction was that bad. What is it going to be with the second dose of it? Yeah. So. Yeah. I think Lee has something to say. Oh. Um. Yeah, I, I've read a couple stories about people having a bad reaction to the vaccine, and, and someone, um, actually, a friend who started experiencing some bad. Um, symptoms, bad reactions um, for a few days and got really, really sick. I've actually, I've actually lost a couple of friends to COVID. Um, I've had some 
friends and loved ones actually get sick. And then I lost a couple of friends very recently. And, you know, people really, really need to take this seriously, you know. Um, and you gotta, you got to take precautions. For me, I, I, don't, I don't go out unless I need to. Um, like I've got to pick up groceries. I've got to go to the pharmacy um, or I've got to go to, we call it the Bark Bakery. Um, because it's short for Positively Scrumptious Bark Bakery and Boutique. So it's just a mouthful, but it's a holistic dog food, um, holistic animal food place that's right down the street because naturally my little mascot here is very, very sensitive um, to, to different foods, grains, wheats, and stuff. And he's also sensitive to grass, so that's fun when we go out. Um, but Oh, poor baby. <laughs> you know, oh, wear the mask. Go out. I consolidate trips. I get everything done in one day when absolutely possible. I don't yeah. make any appointments that I don't absolutely have to go to. Um, and just kind of like keeping my own little bubble here. I do have a couple of people that I connect with. I mean, you know, a couple of wonderful neighbors on either side of me. Um, and, you know, I just, I don't, what's really hard. And now I'm an introvert at heart. You know, I'm an extrovert when I'm around other deaf people or around very, you know, family and a couple of special friends, you know. Um, but I'm an introvert at heart, yet still this this pandemic, this isolation. Um, I also have been dealing with depression, major depression for pretty much all my life. Um, and it, it gets hard. You know, I have some really good days these days, but this has been um, been difficult for me. Um, I'm also someone who I grew up with the hugs. I'm a hugger. You know, I'll hug everybody. You know, you need a hug here. You know, and I miss those. And when we have deaf gatherings, when we have deaf events um, and deaf coffee chat and silent lunches, you know, we're most of us are we're all about hugging, hugging, and not being able to get those. Sorry, not being able to get those is incredibly difficult. Um, mm -hmm. And I am truly blessed because I have, you know, I have an animal. Um, actually, he has me. He, he, I am owned. <laughs> um, and I know that if I didn't have him in my life, that, that it would be even more difficult. Um, yeah, it's hard. You want sometimes, you know, for myself, I want to, you know, I want to sleep, stay under the covers, just, you know, wake me when it's all over and done with. But <laughs> I just, I try to stay connected, even though I don't really post a lot on, so on Facebook, especially because, especially this year, um, everybody's trying to find a reason to fight. They want to yell at somebody. They want to gnaw your ankles off and they're just like, Arr. so it's really difficult. You know, I connect with people on Facebook, we do, you know, our advocacy and, and that's pretty much it. I'm off. I'm done. But it, it's, it's hard being in isolation. Um, and I know it's not always easy for, for those who have, you know, significant others or, you know, even any family that live with them. Um, that's still hard mm -hmm. because that's right. 
and, you know, just because it is, it's, we all have a, a different reaction or, you know, the way we deal with all of this. For some families, it's been great bringing them back closer together, but yeah. it tears them apart. So it's, it's just hard. It's really hard. Um, I miss the hugs because that for me, hugging is like the ocean. It is, it is life renewing. It, it just, it lifts you up. Um, hugs are the best thing on the planet. <laughs> they are. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad that I've got my dog. And I know that a lot of people, um, you know, we're <laughs> not an adopted an animal or, you know, dog or a cat, um, or maybe even birds, you know, but they, they, there were more adoptions this year, you know, mm -hmm. to help get them through the loneliness. I just hope a lot of those people will still continue, you know, taking care right. of the animal after, you know, after this, this oh, yeah. isolation and quarantining um, is kind of let up, lets up and, and eases up. But mental health is, is a really, really big um, topic, especially on, on Twitter. I'm connected with um, a couple of really great mental health um, advocates and little advocacy groups and individual mental health advocates and that that support system not just for me but for you know others out there who deal with depression and other um, anxiety um, and PTSD I mean all all the other you know um, diagnosis it, it's a way for them to connect and get the support that they're not getting now that they used to get um, so it's really really important to stay connected and to have support and Right. You know, mental health, it, it's hard not falling down into the, you know, the, the abyss for a lot, of, a lot of us. I'm good. I'm not getting into the abyss again, but I've had days where it's like a total shutdown, you know, and, you know, for us, we connect, you know, me and, and Donna and Lori, we connect regularly, you know, pretty much daily, uh, which is, which is very helpful. And, Sometimes I'll go on radio silence, you know, complete shutdown of everything for about two, sometimes three days. But, you know, even Donna knows it's like, you know, if you don't hear from me after a couple of days, hey, you know, kind of like, hello, hey, hey, you know. Somebody check on me. I do. And Donna, I mean, you both have animals and Lori, you've got a sweet, sweet, beautiful cat. Um, you got a couple of cra <laughs> a couple of crazy puppies there too, Donna. Um, <laughs> Remy keeps Remy keeps you busy, um, and Lana. Um, so those really help us get through the days. Um, otherwise, it's hard, mm -hmm. and I can't imagine those who are dealing with the mental health struggles who are actually homeless now. Um, yes. The homeless thing is a really big. It's a really big um, concern. There are more homeless people, and in the extreme temperatures, the extreme temperatures are, are just, it's hard when you're living outside, you mm -hmm. know, so, you know, if you're out there, if, if you can, you know, help support your local homeless shelter, um, local animal shelters, you know, help don't donate things to them, see what they need. A lot of them have, you know, wish lists on yes. Amazon, mm -hmm. which is a really, really good, um, helpful tool. Yeah. So, 
you know, see what you can do and help others out. We've got our local Crestview area homeless shelter here that um, that has an Amazon wish list. They've got a Facebook support group and they post the updated needs so people can be specific because they don't always have the room, you know, mm. to hold, you know, all the extra stuff, all the extra clothes. So they post what they really, really need. And even here in Northwest Florida, I'll tell you, it's, um, it's pretty cold. It's pretty cold at night. So, you know, trying to keep them warm and it's hard enough and you're depressed when you're homeless and, you know, imagine being, having to deal with the COVID and I know you can, it's easier to social distance when you're, when you're having to live outside, but it's still, um, it still doesn't make it easy. I mean, you don't have the connections that you really need. <clears throat> That's right. And think about the animals that some, some of the homeless have, you know, and, you know, just try to do, try to do what you can and help. You know, and reach out, reach out to, to people around you, people you know that, you know, have a hard time that may be going through depression, just kind of reach out and connect with them and say, hey, I'm here. You need anything or how are you doing today? You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of an open, it's hard when you say, hey, how are you doing? So I've learned, you know, I've learned to say, how are you doing today? How are you doing right now? Is there anything, you know, that, that you need help with can i help you with anything you know um but it's, it's important just keep checking in with people and i think this thing is going to be with us for a while yeah, you know yeah. i'm praying that it will come down to the level of where the flu is now um that we'll eventually just have to deal with it as an annoyance you know in the seasons hopefully but it's still scary cases are still you know rising people are testing positive and, you know, everybody's got their own thoughts and feelings about, you know, whether or not to take the vaccine when it's available to them. And, you know, having chronic illness and dealing with chronic health issues, I still, I, you know, I wonder if I should take it, but I may not have, I may not be able to take it due to mm -hmm. certain things. I mean, I couldn't even get certain shots when I was, you know, when I was, uh, I was probably about five, I think it was, as you know, the pertussis, the, the whooping cough one. I mean, I had lung issues when I was that young too. So, you know, they couldn't give me certain shots. And I've taken the flu shot before, and that was about mid 2000s. That took me to my knees. I was on my knees on the floor in the doctor's office because I could barely move. That's not good. Um, and that, that's the last time I took the flu shot. It wasn't just, you know, you know, your immune system kicks in and you get a little sick. It was like a little drop. So yeah. I'm really hesitant about taking that. That is something, however, that I will take up with my doctors, you know, and get get their feedback and opinions and really discuss it with them at length. So, but we need yeah. to get through this. The only way we can get through this is together. Yes. That's together, right. You know, helping each other instead of, you know, instead of all this tearing each other down and finding reasons to fight, mm -hmm. you know, that's not going to get us anywhere. Okay. That's division yeah. and separation. We need to yeah. come together. Okay. Mm -hmm. We do. We really do. You know, that's why I'm not big and, on social media. You know, mm -hmm. 
too many, everybody's fighting about everything. You gotta pray for everybody to get get united, to stand together. Because otherwise mm -hmm. we're just gonna be, we're just gonna fall apart. Yeah. That's right. What were you saying? You can go ahead and continue, Donna. Oh, I was just gonna say, that's why I'm not real big on social media because People, if it's if they're not fighting about politics, they're fighting about who should wear a mask, who shouldn't wear a mask. It's their duty that they don't have to, according to the Constitution. And it's, it's just like we're all in this together. You know, let's stand together. Let's fight together. Let's get through it together. Everybody doesn't, though. They, they want to divide. And that's that's why I'm not real big on social media. It's not like. I don't care what people's doing. I only care what I'm doing or you girls are doing. <laughs> I'm not big on the whole what the world's doing because, like I said, no one's ever happy. Everyone just wants to argue and divide. And to me, it's it's not about that. It's like we're all going through this together. We're all suffering right now. We're all not able to see our families and our friends. We can't go out and actually enjoy ourselves. I mean, it's been over a year and we have basically been homebound. And like mm -hmm. I said, during the cold months, um, having chronic pain, I cannot just go out and enjoy myself in the winter. So the winter time is kind of like very shut down for me. So I have to be in a lot. I try to find things that I like to do. You know, like I said, I, I try to do photography. I like to paint. I'm not that great, but I like to paint. But I try to avoid social media as much as I can because no one wants to hear the arguing and the bickering and you know, it's like people's literally fighting and unfriending each other. And it's like, for, for what, you know, because somebody doesn't agree with you. It's, it's, it, mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy. It's crazy because people want to, they want to disagree with you and they want to be right, but they're, it's not enough being right or just agreeing to disagree. If you don't agree with what they say, you're wrong and they're right. And you have to take on their beliefs or there's an issue and to me, I'm all about opinion. Everyone has an opinion. You know, you, you do what you want. You say what you want. You, you go by what you believe. And everyone tries to shove their beliefs down your throat. So to me, it's like, I'd rather just have no, no part of it. So like I said, a lot of times I just, I, I don't have time for social media. I'm thankful for the volunteers we have because they do do a lot of posting for us and and, you know, that's great. But as far as myself, I try to be on there as little as possible because I'm just not going to have someone else's belief shoved down my throat, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Well, well what's really hard is when you can't hug your grandchildren and yeah. you're used to seeing them all the time. That is. That kills me. It, it almost, it's like, you know, your heart has been ripped out of your chest. You can't hug them. You can't, you know, it. it different yeah. seeing them on video or you know for you talking to them on the phone at least i can um it's hard it's really really hard one thing um i just wanted to add real quick was that what what helps me calm calm and center is i burn sage i burn white sage and you know i meditate and it's, that does help to a degree i also have I have um, a few really great groups that I'm part of on Facebook that are important to me, but the two most important ones are uh, the Twins Twins Support Group International um, mm -hmm. for twins who have you know lost their twin 
at any at any point in you know from in utero you know right up to you know now and yeah. there's another group of twins called the soul twins and it's it's headed up by some really amazing wow. twins who um, are further on their journey they they've done a lot of healing work and there's some really great support so i'm part of those two groups which is just phenomenal Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh -huh. it's hard. I don't always comment, um, but you click the emoticons, you know, and let somebody know you're there and I'll post as I can because um, I'm finally back, you know, after a couple of years of dealing with um, compound grief from multiple losses, that was, that was a really difficult journey um, mm -hmm. and then dealing with COVID. So it's kind of a, it's another loss because it, it, it's, it's a loss of, you know, most of the normal things that we do every day. Um, mm -hmm. We've got to change our routines, you know, but, but that's some important stuff that helps me get through, you know, and it's really um, being a twin. It's hard. I, I've been without my twin since um, before we were born and have that one memory of us holding hands in the womb and then she was gone. Um, so I hold on to that tightly but being able to connect with other twins is so it's critical to our survival, you know, just like the hugs, the hugs are really hard. But not getting those hugs are really hard, you know, and a very precious twinny um, of mine. Uh, he traveled a round trip three hours. So an hour and a half one way, an hour and a half back just to get a hug from another twin, you know, and oh. a, a hug from someone. It's like, I would do that. I would do that. That's, you know, that's where I'm going to add. Um, that's awesome. It's frustrating not knowing how long this, this mess is going to go on. Um, but those hugs are really, they're vital to our, our survival, you know, not only as people, um, but as twins, it's even more so. So mm -hmm. that's, that's really hard, but thankful, very, very thankful, you know, for the twins I do have the connections with on Facebook, so. It's very cool. It is. Yeah. It helps to get that support, you know, like we can all do something, uh, like I'm saying, you know, um, sometimes people think, well, how can I get involved, you know? <clears throat> I can't do anything. <laughs> and that's just not true. All no. of us are gifted. Yeah, all of us have a gift. And yeah. we, you know, we all have something to share. We've all been through different things. So, you know, all of us bring sort of our own special qualities to the table when it comes to that stuff. I just started two support groups with them. I used to have support support groups going with the ASCA, Adult Survivors of Child Abuse. And also these are online support groups and they're free. Um, and also with the survivors of incest anonymous and I used to do that, but then I shut them down because my husband was passing away. It was just too much for me. I needed to do grief. Um, I, knew, I knew I was going to fall apart for a while <laughs> with the grief work. I already knew that I knew life wasn't going to be good for a while. So I, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to run those groups and it was going to be a long while before I was doing anything like that. Um, so I just started them back up and that makes me feel good. I need the support too. So um, not only, facilitating the, the, the issue is, is that it's also helpful for me as a participant because it's peer support so that's like what lee is talking about peer support yeah um it's people helping people yes and that's so so 
it's such a wonderful thing. It really is to be able to connect with people that can relate to what you're going through. Um, or, you know, I mean, there's just all sorts of that sort of stuff. There's also depression groups for people that suffer from chronic depression. Um, you know, you can get a hold of people and contact people that can, that, that can support you through that. Peers. If you want to go the professional route, you can. You know what I mean? There's, there's therapy and counselors, online therapists, online counseling. Um, but those peer-to-peer -peer support groups are really yeah. awesome. Because you make some wonderful friends in those places. Yeah, you do. Groups are, are yeah. so important. Yeah, because it's people helping who understand yes. where you're coming from, what you've been through. You know. Yeah. What's hard is is I think about the folks who have lost a loved one, and mm. they've not been able to bury their loved one. They're not been able to grieve properly. I mean, the whole process has just been tipped on its rear end, you know. Yeah. Um, Very sad. Mara breaks for those 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 people, those families, those loved ones, and there are certain ceremonies and certain customs um, for some that that are more important than you know a lot of people may understand, you know. But mm -hmm. there's customs that they need to follow when they can't do that. Um, That's right. It just makes it, you know, more difficult for them to, to get through this to when you can't bury your loved one, when you can't mm -hmm. have a funeral or a memorial uh, and you've got to wait months down the road to be able to do something. I, you know, I can't even begin to imagine. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people actually in the hospital that I saw so many posts from friends on Facebook and, you know, um, that were losing grandparents or, you know, uh, aunts and uncles, elderly um, aunts and uncles, parents, great aunts, great uncles, this sort of, you know, lots of seniors passing away, right? And uh, they were saying, you know, we can't even go to the hospital to be with them when they pass away. They're going to pass away alone. And that's heart. That just breaks my heart. It does me know? too. Because they have families, you know, um, like I'm probably going to pass away on my own. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Um, you know what I mean? I've got, I'm seriously on my own. That's why I'm so thankful for our, my friendship and sistership with Donna and, and Lee because, um, and other friends, other great friends as well, because you guys keep me going. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard when you don't have a lot of family, like, like, like extended, even extended family, just, there's just no family. And most of my friends live elsewhere outside of my city. So, you know, I mean, the issue is, is that there's these people who love their grandparents, you know, and love their aunts and uncles and their moms and dads. And oh my God, they had to, they had to sit there and grieve their loss and they weren't able to be with them when they passed away. Yeah. To me, that just breaks my heart. It does me too. Oh my God. I can't even imagine, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I prayed, I prayed for them because, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, so I prayed, but I'm like, you know, there's, what can, you can't really, what can you say? What can you do? Just reach out to people like that and just tell them I'm here for you. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing you can do. You. I'm here for you. You know, you know, Lori, you we know. have to stop and think though, too. Like, just so they know um, that they're not, um, they're not alone, but we have to think about, you know, like we're really bored being at home, but imagine all the elderly people in these homes that can't have family come visit them. I mean, that must be really hard on them. 
That's for sure. You know, I mean, at least they're, we they're can, our only lifeline, you know. Well, yeah, because like at least we can really go outside or we could go to the store or we could do certain things. I mean, we have to mask up, of course. And of course, then I have to have my supply kit of sanitizer and hand wipes and. <laughs> Exactly. But, um, but really they, they can't get outside. Some of them are bedridden. They can't get outside. Mm -hmm. They can't go anywhere. And I know at the local hospital here, they actually had a thing where, um, you know, they weren't allowing any of the residents to go out and visit as well. Cause they used to go out like to lunch or dinner with their families and they shut all that down. So they were very limited other than just being in the facility itself, not leaving the rooms. I mean, that has to be hard on them yeah. as well. I mean, oh, I know absolutely. I'm going crazy not seeing my grandchildren as much as I normally did. Although I will say I, they try to call me every day. My one little guy, he does a video chat with me every day <laughs> and it, it's hard because That's you awesome. just you <laughs> want to scoop them up and you want to love them, you know, and, I, yeah. I keep sending them like little gifts in the mail, you know, like so that they know that I'm thinking of them. But I mean, I think about those people in those nursing homes or even in the hospital, but especially the nursing homes, because they can't get out. They can't leave their rooms. I mean, they are literally on lockdown 24 yeah. seven. That's right. And that's so it's not only hurting the, the people on the, you know, the, the people of the family that can't go see them are hurting. You know, but yeah. it's not just them. It's the people that they can't go see, you know, their loved ones who are in these nursing homes. Right. A, um, a friend of mine's daughter just got married and they literally got married outside of um, the grandmother's uh, window at the nursing home oh, so that she could awesome. be there while they got married. And I thought that was the that's coolest awesome. thing. <laughs> and I, I think cool. it, was, it was so sweet, you know, because she really wanted her gram to be a part of her special day. And she's like, that's the only way that we could include her was to do it that way. But I laugh because I'm like, I said, B, it was so cold. How could you stand it? And she's like, I'll do anything for my gram. <laughs> that is so cool. Bless you. But um, it was very, like I said, it was very nice. Yeah, that's very, very cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Poorly. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I've got I my granddaughter messages me regularly. I've got that connection. I don't live as close to mine anymore as, as you do. You know, Donna is like, I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did. Oh to live in West Central Florida and the other three are up in Iowa where it's mm -hmm. pretty cold. <laughs> it's freezing. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, both you guys too, yeah. in Pennsylvania and in Calgary, the temps have We're been crazy. I am, mean, you know, it's been negative 20, feels like negative 33 where my son is in Iowa. And he messaged me the last night. And it was last night. He said, oh, it's minus seven. I'm like, yeah, heat wave. <laughs> you know, it's, I've never, you know, seen this. Last time I, that's you know, warm for us. You know, places getting this cold in the nor'easter that went through was, I mean, I survived, yeah, I survived the blizzard of 1978, you know, just outside of Boston <laughs> in, in South Bromance. That was massive. Um, I was a teenager and there was snow up to my nose, you know, some of the kids yeah. built this massive ice cave, you know, a snow cave, um, which 
it was pretty warm inside, you know, it was really cool, but everything stopped. And my mom being a registered nurse and working in a facility um, over in Framingham, you know, only people who had to work like that, like nurses, doctors, and, and necessary personnel, they were being taken to their to their jobs. Um, mom had to ride on the back of a snowmobile of a state trooper from South wow. Florida. Him. She was not really happy with having to <laughs> having the ride. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, they weren't letting anybody drive their own vehicles. You know, you're not driving right. because it was so dangerous. You I know? know, I saw pictures. And we're already seeing massive pileups, you know, in Texas and in other areas. And it's, it's kind of scary. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that was the yeah. last time I've actually seen this kind of weather. It's cool. yeah, it's a lot of people will say to me, you know, when are you coming back to Michigan? Because Michigan's like my second home. And I'm like, if anywhere I'm going to Florida, it is freezing in Pennsylvania. <laughs> in Michigan. Like what part don't you understand? Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> but even the South right now is really cold. I'm yeah, it is. So many people is. down there. Uh, Texas is a mess. Um, Louisiana, all sorts of, of the states in the southern states are having a, a real winter blast. And it's yes. a mess. So many people without heat right now. So many people without electricity. So sad. Um, I'm just praying for all of you, you know, down there. I really am. And I know there's a lot of us that are. Um, yes, we all are. Yeah, I mean, this is terrible. Yeah, we've got to right? check on each other. In the extreme yeah, time, check on your neighbors. Check on the elderly. Check on the vulnerable. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I've got a friend who's, you know, a couple of friends who are out there in um, maybe Virginia and then in Texas and Iowa, you know, I've got family and friends and, and plus you guys is the temps are so extreme that, I mean, you got to bring your animals in, take care of each other and check on, check on each other. Um, sorry, you know, backtracking. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Jump the tracks there for a second. They're without power for days. Okay. And um and I saw a photo yeah. a while ago today that, that had I mean there's oh. icicles literally hanging yeah. off the inside of a building yes. of, of, on a, the of a senior. Oh, yeah. I mean we're talking we're we're talking some big boys. You know, mm -hmm. and that's inside, and people are freezing. So, mm -hmm. can to help. You know, if it's just making a call, say, "Hey, are you okay? You know, do you need mm -hmm. anything?" Because you never know. You know, I mean, that could be you in need. So, please right. just take the time to check on check on your neighbors, check on the vulnerable, the elderly, um, and just make sure they're okay. Make mm -hmm. sure they're warm enough. Make sure they've got enough food. That's no. right. That's right. Just do what you can, you know. Yeah. This is a really rough winter. It is, really yeah. Rough. Not so much for us. We're having a, we're having a mild winter, and um, but uh, but the states we had a cold snap where it was for about two weeks where it was really brutally cold, and like minus thirty, minus thirty five, minus forty Celsius. So that's really cold Fahrenheit. Um, that's like North Pole cold or South Pole cold. Um, but it's on the way out and right now we've got better weather coming and right now it's it's not too bad out there we're kind of geared up for that up here but people there's many people especially in the southern states like texas and other places who are not in florida who 
are not geared up for that kind of weather. No. And they're not used to it. They don't, you know, they don't normally have to prepare for that kind of weather. So, um, you know, and not only that, but the, the utilities aren't used to handling that cold weather. So they're losing their power. They're lo- they've lost their heat. They've lost their electricity. Um, I talked to a lady today who's actually was out in her car charging up her phone because she's, she has no electricity. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is terrible. And so, so many millions of people right now. And so if you can be a good neighbor, do. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could. I really do. Um, well, know, or they can just, hard. people can even just call, though. Like, they can call yeah. a neighbor or a friend to make sure they're okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I have several people that I try to keep in contact with every day just to make sure they're okay or if they, you know, they need anything. And we kind of do like a circle, you know, like it, it kind of goes around the chain <laughs> so that everyone's awesome. contacting someone to make sure that they're okay. But I know right. it's, been, it's been really cold here. Like we've been down in the single digits in the teens just about every night. And we're actually expecting approximately eight inches of snow tomorrow. Yeah. So it's been a rough been- winter in Pennsylvania this year, a really rough winter. Thank for Lee. Right. Lee was oh yes heating issues and I was like that's no good because she's freezing you know in uh, in Florida so so we don't want to go to Florida Donna <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to like go somewhere else like Hawaii or something <laughs> you know I love I love Florida I love the Keys and it's like it's even cold there right now so it's like you can't even yeah. get away <laughs> that's what I'm saying it's no no use going south right now to Florida we're gonna have to go somewhere else like you know Hawaii. Let's go. I want to pop in for a second and and say something because it it actually um, reminder. I was just putting my notebook over to the side and it ended up on on my personal um, support book for Wellbriety. I'm 27 years sober as of January 1st. It's been very difficult one day at a time. And for anybody that's out there, this is a really hard time as well for not being able to meet and there are online support groups, mm-hmm. but um, it's hard reach out. And I try to try to connect with, with others who are newly sober or just celebrating 30 days or celebrating two days, you're celebrating 24 hours, celebrate those successes, but keep reaching out um, mm-hmm. and work because you're worth it. It's one day That's at right. a time and work it because you're worth it. You are right. you know, that important. I'm proud uh, of you Lee. We're proud I'm of you. Proud of too. Very hard. But I'm here for anybody that needs to reach out, you know, whether dealing with depression or you know, dealing with um, you know, needing support in in sobriety. So we can't keep what we have, you know, we gotta give it we gotta give it away, you know, share our, our experience, strength and hope, and you know, help another in the journey. So I wanted to add that because that was on my heart, you know, That's awesome. more, that more awesome. out on, on Twitter, you know, Hey, you know, it's not a big deal, but you know, I'm 30 days sober. And I'm thinking that is amazing. It's a big deal. Every day sober, every 24 hours that you are sober, that you are clean is a phenomenal success. And, and that is awesome. So you know, That's right. just reaching out, and I'm here for you guys. Or if you're watching or if you listen to the show at another date, um, I'm here for anybody that needs to reach out, especially during this time. 
That's right. And people can go to our website yeah. and contact us, you know, if yes. you don't know how to get a hold of us personally. Um, you can go to our website and just, if you just want to send us an email, you can contact us. You can also see our resources tab. We've got lots and lots of resources there. And I mean, just tons of resources. There's a lot of great resources and there's actually a contact form on the website. They can fill it out and they can get in touch with us and someone right. will respond to them with it, usually within 24 hours. Um, Lori, before um, we move on, your information about your survivor stuff is on the website as well. So if anyone's oh, interested, they can get on there and check that out. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. Thank you for, for updating the website. And um, he's been working know, on it the last week, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. you know, because it was a work to update all the websites with my stuff. And that's the thing. I, you know, I just wanted to be a bit of support in the, you know, to direct people, even if you're not interested in my groups, you can check out ASA um, Adult Survivors of Child Abuse, a more center program. You can just check out all the groups. So even if you're not interested in mine, I'm hoping that it will um, sort of spur survivors of abuse who are looking for support to go to those websites, check out the groups. You might find a group in your own area that's that works better for you. Um, it, it's more uh, just to be a resource for people. If I can help you find resources, let me know. You can just contact us on the website. We'll help you with whatever we can. Absolutely. Most definitely. All right, so that's, is that about it, ladies? That's a wrap. <laughs> that's a wrap. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> 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 okay. It's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. It's a wrap. Stay <laughs> safe. Yes, yes, it was wonderful to be here with you. I love spending this time with you, my besties. And um, yeah, and all of you who've been watching and watching the archives and watching live from different places, you know, we really appreciate you. We appreciate you, and we care. We do care. Um, like I said, if we can help you find some any resources in your area, you get a hold of us. Um, you know, we can we can work with you and try to help you out, right? And remember, you're not alone, right? Just like we're not alone, you're not alone. We're best friends. You're our friend, and we're all friends here. So you can reach out. And um, so we'll say good night, and we'll be back here next Wednesday. Also, keep your eyes open um, because we're gonna have some interviews coming up different types of interviews with different people. And um, one's gonna be an, an author interview, it's gonna be wonderful. And um, so the, we have details coming up about that as well. So you can watch for those shows too, but they won't be on the Wednesdays. They're gonna be on, you know, whatever day, like a Thursday or uh, a Friday, you know what I mean? They'll be on different mm -hmm. days. We're always gonna have our Wednesday show as a Real Talk, AU4H Radio Real Talk. So we're gonna say goodnight. Goodbye for now. Thanks everyone for joining us. Thanks for being here with us, yeah. And sending love. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Bye, everybody. All the best. Thank you. All the best.